Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Not much, not much. Sat down to play some D&D. Oh, really? Oh, shit, it's that time of day already? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I it was just a nice, friendly chat in the afternoon. Nope. No, no friends around this table. Ah, uh, well, why am I not surprised? Because <laughs> they're your friends. Yeah, bunch of assholes. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> That's why we're friends. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, they will be reprising their regular roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and... Rogama Cloud, our paladin sorcerer. And before we get into things, actually, I, I forgot to do this last week, so I'm going to just very quickly now. And I'm going to institute not a rule change, but a rule clarification, which I think Ooh. will set some things up. And uh, we've been very kind of back and forth on this, I think, in past episodes, and it came up recently. And I ruled it one way, which, you know, it's fine. You, that's what you do when you're playing. But on reflection, I think I would do it another way. And that is NPCs and death saving throws. And what I want to do is make a very clear distinction. NPCs that have character sheets, they get death saving throws. Anyone else, you're dead, you're dead. Okay. Fair enough. So So Solara, she has a character sheet. She'll get death saving throws. Cool. Oswald, he's an NPC. If he died now, he's dead. Okay. Okay, Okay, cool. Okay, so kill him now then. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we can we can try like we said before the podcast started we can try i don't think it's going to work very well uh, that's, that's cool that, that makes sense so yeah so um r4 solara character yeah. sheets death saving throws yeah, yeah that's a that's a nice clear distinction yeah i think that's fair and i will tell you guys when someone has a character sheet so you are so, so are you assuming <laughs> that they're not going to have like do combat then oh no they may fight and they possibly will die they have that character sheet in that respect. They have an NPC sheet, essentially. Okay. It's, um, it's like a stat block from the monster manual. Okay. So, so, so effectively, yeah, any, anyone who's more than just a bit player in the story, anyone who's who's, who's fairly significant, has a proper character sheet, like a someone. A, it's more um, someone who might join you. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Someone who could be a party member is the difference. Like certain piece NPCs are there as powerful allies but that doesn't mean that they could just join your party and hang around they might do for a short period of time but they would still be an npc as i say yeah. I'll, i will clarify if someone joins your party i'm like this guy's gonna play your character sheet he'll have death saves etc otherwise okay. assume they're an npc and they could just die okay yeah like like guard captain Emmerich, for example he's, he's he's an npc still yes he is yes even though he's technically he technically joined our party for some time exactly he is an npc he's just friendly and helping out cool yeah Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. So, that aside... I have an issue sweet. with it. <laughs> and you assume you got a vote? Yes, yeah, so I was thinking, I was like, I, even <laughs> if I was, wasn't okay with it, it's, it's, nothing's going to happen. You, you, just, you just wanted to clarify our, our little power in this situation. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Go on. What, what, what is your issue? Nothing. I just wanted oh. to bring something up. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> just oh, testing just, the waters. Yeah. 
Exactly. I see. And the waters are quite frigid. <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I'm glad you tested the bars of the cage. And <laughs> now you know. Nope, definitely still in here. <laughs> it's fine. So uh, that brings us nicely on to what happened last week. We found out a few things. It was a very, uh, very role-playing episode, I think, mm. where our party learned, one, Solara's memories are gone, and it seems to be fae-related, tricksy creatures that they are. House Landrin, Sophia included, may have links to some sort of uh, other noble house on an island notable for its vampires. That's going to work out well, I'm sure. And <laughs> Rogar continues to be cagey and attempt to alter the conversation as much as possible to avoid answering questions. <laughs> KG fucker. Yeah, which, which is which is what how we somehow managed to to um get our um friendly um Oswald Underhill to start monologuing instead of asking mm. Rogar any more difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was um you know successful and unsuccessful uh, persuasions, deceptions, insight rolls all round last week as we eventually kind of broke down that everyone seems to believe that Rogar does not know who the Nightmare Man is and what the hell's going on there, as he kind of avoided that line of questioning. But Oswald seems to know at least a little bit more than he let on. One, he knows Dr. Nick of uh, Sarnath Infamy. He also knows someone called Fenish, who he apparently trained, whose name's cropped up a few times from a, a successful little bit of memory from Rogar that... Uh, that name cropped up in Samuel Crenn's research base. Not as someone working there, but someone who sent a peculiar gift, supply, just an experiment. You don't know, but it, it ended up in that lab. And hell may have been the whole reason everything there went crazy. And our good friend Oswald Underhill was apparently their teacher, their mentor and corrupter. Who knows? But it seems Oswald has his own little story to tell about how long ago, far longer ago than a halfling should have to live, he met up with a man called Azrahim and was offered, well, power, glory, changing the world. <laughs> we're about to find out. And I guess that's where we're going to pick back up inside Oswald's rather peculiar tower that seems to be able to warp and shift itself in rather unsettling ways as Tommy is drinking from a glass that keeps talking to him. Rogar tries to be as shifty as possible in the corner, and Sophia has been let out of her uh, locked room, with Solara also still memoryless. And I guess, before we go on, do you have any immediate questions for Oswald before he explains anything further, or just anything you wish to prompt him with before we get into this? I said, the last thing he was talking about, he was talking about uh, the Dreamlands, and how and he traded something for the power that he's got basically but i kind of want i mean i don't know if the guys have anything they want to say i'm i'm more than willing to kind of let him talk he seems like he's you know he's, he's quite a powerful individual um someone who's you know doesn't have a lot of people to talk to very often i think and i think it's one of those things where he knows he's the most powerful person in the room he knows we can't we're not really ever any threat and he can he can effectively just just talk on and you know, I, I'm not not keen to interrupt him too much. But I mean, unless we've got, we, unless you do have anything specific you want to ask him, I think from my perspective, I'm quite keen to kind of let him 
implicate himself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, just 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 um see see kind of see kind of where he where he, where his monologuing takes him a little bit. To be fair, yeah, I I want him to monologue a bit as well. Mm. Um but just a caveat, at the end of his monologue, uh, yep. I, I, I want to cast message to him on it to him. Okay. Uh, and uh, can I put that out there, Cookson? Sure. Bear that in mind. Yeah. So, yeah, let him monologue and then I'll do that. Okay. So, as he was telling you all, it seems that at one point in his life, he was approached by our good friend Azrahim. And Oswald, he looks tired and it's it's odd because his face is now that you know his age you realize he does look far too youthful for the age he's given like he's got a long gray beard but there's not that many wrinkles he still looks like he could get up and run around and not have any issues like he could go out adventuring as a powerful wizard right now you've you've known older or at least ones that looked older i mean he barely looks maybe 50 years older than Valman. Valman's middle-aged for a halfling. And he sighs and he sounds like there is a lot of weight on this little halfling's shoulders as he goes, Yes, I... I won't lie. I was incredibly arrogant as a youth. I... talented, for sure. Gifted. Some would even have said exceptional. And there was a time where I felt myself to be one of the foremost wizards to ever walk this world. And it seems that my lack of care, my cavalier attitude, my lack of secrecy, eventually put me on the radar of the Illuminated. You see, I would eventually come to learn that they keep eyes within our world. They watch out for people who fit their particular personalities that they're looking for. Ones, unfortunately, like myself, who are hungry for power, for change, who have talent but don't have the wisdom to know exactly how to apply it yet. They find people who can be trained, people who are unscrupulous, people who are ambitious, they find people, I think, much like themselves. And yes, when I was younger, Azrahim came to see me one day. I did not know who he was. Even in my day, the Illuminated were incredibly secretive. Though their names had not entirely faded to history, he did not announce himself as such. He came to, well, my study. Not this one, but one I had a long time ago, and he asked me to show him my talents. A duel of sorts. It was the most humbling experience of my life. I barely lasted six seconds. <laughs> I've, I never thought that could happen to me. I had fought many other wizards, many undead, a few demons, a few devils even some rather strange creatures, and I had always bested them, but Azrahim broke me instantly. And I was angry, of course, but I was in awe. Someone who could so easily overpower me and me, the great Oswald Underhill, could easily defeat me, was someone worth paying attention to, was someone worth 
listening to and following. I do fear he is one of many that way. You see, people in my profession are often solitary, isolated, and it is because we value our power over everything else, and there comes a point where you're not certain if someone can truly challenge you. And then you also fear that challenge, because if they're stronger than you, they'll defeat you and take your secrets. So to be defeated, and yet left alive, and offered an open hand was unexpected. He asked if I wished to learn more about this world, and the realms, and everything, given time. He told me that what I knew was an infinitesimal amount. It was nothing compared to the great cosmos. That there was so much more that I could know, so much greater power that I could grasp within my hands if I merely listened. And so I did. I, I left with him and I joined, I joined their, I suppose you could call it a training ground of sorts or some sort of induction, but they referred to us as the Awoken. And it wasn't just wizards like myself. There were exceptionally talented people, killers, warriors, adventurers, other spellcasters of different persuasions, but also creatures, ones that I would never have expected. Demons and devils that must have been disaffected with their own rulers and had come to join them. All manner of fiends, it seems, were willing to offer their services in exchange for power. Some of my studies there involved summoning some myself, making bargains and deals in exchange for having them serve the Illuminated. I have done many dark things in my time, and I did them with a smile, because, because I learned how truly pointless many things in this world are. You see, their philosophy, their logic is infectious to those that crave power. They see power as a means to change things, to warp the world around them, and to make it anew. And if they're going to do that, then you need to have a certain detachment to what's currently here. You see, it all serves greater goals, no matter how horrible the act you commit. There is something, something noble in it, because you had the will and strength to do it. And he kind of looks at you quite harshly on that one, Rogar. Rogar smirking a bit. Hmm. Because to them, it doesn't matter. The means will be justified by the ends. <laughs> and as I say, I went along with it for a long time. Until I finally saw what they were working towards. And I don't just mean they told me. I was to be, I was to be promoted of a sort. I was going to lead in the battles to come. I was brought before all of the Illuminated, and I was made to help them summon something. When the ritual was complete, I honestly didn't think it had worked, because nothing arrived. <laughs> I had summoned many demons, many devils, many aberrations, and you're normally left with some horrifying monster stood before you. But when this one was complete, the Illuminated just stood there in silence, and I wondered, had I failed? Had I done something wrong? And then I heard a whisper. A whisper from every corner of the room, speaking through shadows and darkness, whispering sweet things of chaos and destruction, 
I felt my mind entirely enraptured, and before I knew it, I had sold things. Parts of my life I can never get back. It removed one of the many aspects of death from my life. I will not die of old age. I will live until I am killed, or until this world ends. <laughs> and it was such a simple thing for it to do. It almost seemed bemused at such a, a small request from me, as if it didn't even matter. And yet I paid prices all the same for it. <laughs> but as that happened, you see, I have always been skilled in divination. I have always been able to see things that others could not. And my training and tutelage under the Illuminated had only made my powers stronger. When that thing, that whispering creature from beyond the dark, from beyond the stars, from beyond everything, spoke to me, I caught the tiniest glimpse of its mind, if you could even call it that. It is not mortal, it is not, it's not even a god, it is, it is madness and chaos incarnate, and what I saw terrified me. I saw what it wanted to do, not just to our realm, to all realms, to everything, and in its mind what it was doing made sense, and I felt myself losing everything, losing my sanity, and I think for a time I did, because when I, when I came to, a number of years had passed. I was no longer in this chamber with the illuminated i was i was elsewhere and i had and he kind of puts his hand over his face a little bit and kind of rubs his eyes and looks i had done even worse things things i will not speak of but whatever had occurred had managed to snap me out of my insanity and then i ran i tried to hide i changed my identity but i was often found time and again, until I removed myself entirely from this world. I used every bit of my research to design this place, this little sanctum, my own perfect prison, where I cannot leave for fear of death, but at least no one can find me here. Hmm. Can I inside check him? You can do. Oh, good idea. An 18. An 18. Nice. Not bad. 18. Um, he is definitely leaving bits out that he seems to be too uncomfortable to describe, but he seems to be telling the truth of the events he described. Okay, I I'm going to cast message uh, on him, and okay. I want to ask him to put me and him in a room without everybody else. Are you trying to do it secretly? Mm, yeah. Then make me a slider hand check. In fact, I suppose it doesn't really matter, but... That's up to you. If you're trying to do it secretly, be slight of hand. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I have proficiency, so why not? Why I'll not? Play this, uh, Tommy's passive perception, I think, is a 19. Yeah, I failed anyway. I rolled a 15. What? Uh, yeah, my passive perception is a 19, so that's definitely... It, but he's pissed. Did <laughs> <laughs> he not get negatives for being drunk? I'm not I'm that pissed. Because I, I'd get a negative if I was drunk. <laughs> For doing the action, you would get a disadvantage, but I'd say this, I mean, Tommy watches you point your finger at um, Oswald and mutter something, but, I mean, that's the best he can pick up. 
He doesn't really know what you've done, but you did something weird. I know, I, I, I'm pretty confident he's done something magical because, you know, it's, it's Rogar and it's yeah, secretive and it's, he's talking very much about Rogari type things. So I'm fairly confident that he's, he's, he's done something. And I th- have I, have I, I'm sure I've seen him cast message before anyway. Uh, you will have, yeah. Like, But I'm taking the fact that you're a bit drunk that you didn't quite catch everything, but he definitely did something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, I, I, I mean, it's if he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it. If he does it, he does it, you know. Fine, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to get in the way. If you, yeah. If you want to talk to him, mm. that's fine. So you want to talk to him in private? In an ideal world, I. Mm. Okay, well, I mean... He doesn't reply to that, either verbally or inverbally. But does anyone else ask him anything at this point? It really? Death? You, you don't seek death? I mean, surely 500 years is long enough? What are you doing in here that's making you stay around? <laughs> well, the simple answer is I'm absolutely terrified of what will happen to me when I die. As I told you, I traded things parts of myself and you do not deal with such creatures without having their mark upon you if i perish i will be theirs and i do not welcome that fate so i will live for as long as i can and put it off for as long as i can you know what that is a good point yeah so do do they do you um do they know you're here i mean I i know you've got all these special um hindings but surely Things like that, they don't, um, they don't, they don't stop looking for you just because you've gone into hiding. They don't, but my specialty is divination. If there was anyone on this world who could prevent sight from finding him, you're looking at, you're looking at the best. I don't know if it'll last forever, and I have had to move before when I thought I myself secure. This is the best I have come up with so far, and so far I am safe. Until Solara showed up. <laughs> hmm. Yes, that was an unfortunate breach of security. And he kind of looks at Sophia. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! If you've so powerful in divination, you know who my father is. Alright? I had nothing to do with that shit. Hmm. So, like, don't get me wrong, uh, it's... It's a very interesting tale. Um, it's quite nice to know perhaps people that we don't like very much are people you don't like very much, which is quite good. But why are you telling us all this? I don't know, we asked, but it feels like you've um, you've let on quite a lot. You've given us quite a lot to think about. And, you know, is it because you trust us? Is it because you want us to do things for you? What? Why? What's in it for you? I wish I could say it's entirely unselfish, Tommy. There is a degree here in which I need you to act for me. I have told you what's to come, and I have hoped to push you in the right direction. I have not hidden that. I hoped that at least by being honest with you all, that you will see that my other intentions are also honest. And yes, perhaps I am an old man who lives alone and occasionally wants to speak of past days for better or worst so really i've i've only got two more things i want to know from you one is when you uh cast that thing on us made the gray go away and that that was that was that was really nice thanks mate but i still feel like there's something missing from me I still feel like perhaps i'm not quite as 
100% as I was before all this happened. Something feels missing, and I don't know if you know, maybe you can't do anything about it at all, but maybe if you knew who could? Hmm. Um, I would say, Sophia, do me a, say a religion check. Doki. Cool. Nice. 20. 20. That's because it's intelligence and not fucking wisdom. This <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Before he even answers, I mean, Sophia, you've had time to sort of think about this and with the grey gone, you realise you too still feel horribly drained and kind of lightheaded. And one thing you do know, and though you don't have the ability to cast high-level clerical spells just yet, you have spoken to high-level clerics and you have trained, and you've seen them in action. And you know that, with a 20 on your religion check, that restorative magic is normally a divine blessing. So we need to talk to a god. Or a cleric. Significant power. Or significant power to normal people. Right. Yeah, I don't think this falls within his remit, Tommy. Well, that's fine. Sorry, I just just wanted to ask, you know, brightest person in the room and all that. I mean, I would say let's... Wait a minute, Solara, didn't she fuck off with that priestessy kind of lady? Uh, uh, she did, but she is not a cleric. She's a wizard. Ah, uh, damn it! Fucking <laughs> wizards! Yeah. We need, yeah, yeah, we need the, clerics. The big cleric we knew is dead. We need to find some um, some more Kalembor clerics. Doom died, but he's... The Doom guy's dead, but there, 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 there'll be other is followers dead, of Kalembor. Dead? Well, he's in the city, isn't he? Exactly! Doesn't mean he's dead! Yeah, but like, do I, do I, I would... Go back? <laughs> I, was, I was more thinking Araha Odell, who is definitely dead. Araha Odell. Oh yeah, dead. he's definitely yeah. dead. He he went up some, against some angels. That's that's not gonna work, is it? Nah. He went up um, against the angel of his god, and he still smite him. Uh, <laughs> so and you he know. was smote. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And so, fair enough. Uh, thanks, fear. Um, I kind of look at you as if like I just asked the, the big wizard dude. Why didn't you tell me before? Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, well, the second one was this uh, this Fennec bloke you said you trained now i was thinking i've definitely heard that name before and it was to do with something that um a good friend of mine called valmin was involved in now do you know anything about the firm um he kind of looks at you a little bit and kind of scratches his beard like he's thinking is um that name rings a slight bell some sort of craftsman guild of some sort correct a bit, yeah, yeah. They, um, my uh, one of my good friends is an associate of them, and they've, um, well, fair to say, kidnapped him and taken him away on one of their ships. So, just because the name Fennec came up with uh, something that's kind of related to something they were doing in Varadin, so it's Finnish, by the way. Finnish, sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. name Fennish came up with something they were doing. Mm. Kind of power source, wasn't it, Tommy? Yeah, something to do with that. Well, Finnish was a highly accomplished artificer. It would not surprise me if he had hooked up with some craftsman's guild. Okay, all right then. I'm just going to insight check him, see if he knows more than he's telling me. Uh, Yep. uh, 14. 14, I mean, sounds reasonable. Doesn't sound like he knows them too much. 
that's fine. Just just thought, just thought I'd ask. Um, been thinking about Valman. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that's the two things I particularly wanted to ask about. I mean, most of the rest of it seems like he's been fairly straight up with us. And, um, you know, apart from obviously needing to know and knowing that um, well, the Illuminated are definitely not on our side at the moment, um, it's kind of out of Tommy's area of expertise, as it were. But at least it's, he's not on their side either. Well, we, we, we yeah, Rogar believes he isn't. Um, well, has Rogar told you that? No. So, so you talk, you you telling us all of this, you you've placed and bringing us into your sanctuary. You've placed a great deal of trust in in the three of us, the four, five of us now. Hi, Solara. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I just want to say thank you for healing us and for trusting us. And I don't know what you want us to do about this, but um, yeah, <laughs> cool. Oh, don't thank me too much. I fear. My options of what to do next were somewhat limited, but I hope that what warnings I have given you will avert disaster in the future. Well, I hope so. Doubt um, it, but yeah. Uh, sorry, Rogue, you, that was Rogue outside, sorry. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to ask him, Rogue? No, no. It appears no. your ghoulish friend would like to talk to me in private, so... And you watch as a spiral stairway starts to build itself behind him and the ceiling opens up slightly. He goes, Come now, Rogar. I know you wish to speak in private, so let us not tally. And he uh, Mm. starts walking up the stairway. I'll I'll, uh, I'll follow him up the stairs. What what do you want to talk to him about, Rogar? Just... I just... I just... I just... So I just just I just want to just double check something with him. Where he got those cigars from? Unfortunately, you guys probably won't understand. I will. I promise, though, I will come down and I will explain. Inside check him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> inside check him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll inside check Roger. Sure. Oh. You got a natural twenty. Right, fuck it. You inside I'm, checking me? Yeah. Yeah. Are you telling the truth? Are you going to come down and tell us what you talked about? I know. Is that a persuasion or a deception? <laughs> oh, right. <Fair> enough. <laughs> he's, he's he's surprised that we don't believe him. I rolled a 13, but I, to be fair, I'm not actually trying to deceive you. Uh, I am going to come down and tell you. Well, then you should have rolled a persuasion, not a deception. Oh, right. Because that says you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get disadvantage anyway, so you're clearly going to win. A nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> I mean... So we, Believe me, don't believe me. <laughs> it, I mean, it seems like he's being honest with you, as honest as Rogar ever is. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Whatever. You do what you need to do, dude. I'll, I'll take that. Not like I could stop you. Well, I mean, you could try to stop me if you wanted to. Nah. I'm going to stop, stop you having a conversation. Oh, yeah. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see... I mean, it's not like I'm going to go... It's not like I'm trying to kill him. Well... 
Insight check. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you really think I've got master? the power to kill the guy with the moving house? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I don't think you've got the power to do it, but but the, the, the difference between the power to and trying to kill him are totally different things. Yeah. No, um, they're not. Also, they're not. Oh. I know, it, it, know your limits. Yeah? Also, this guy's um, beyond us. <laughs> You may wish to recall that he has not given you permission to leave yet, so killing him, you'd just be trapped here forever. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With, with, with Paul trying to, like, splat us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm assuming I'm, I'm, I'm cool to head upstairs on my own with the dude. That sounded wrong. <laughs> you, 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 got, you do you, or rather you do him, or yeah. whatever you, however you want to put it. Just... He's part of your team. Uh, He's well, not on my team anymore. Mm. Well, if if the Illuminated are on Rogar's team, which is also I didn't know they all swang yeah. that way. All right, it's fine. Yeah, but there's, there's various shades of grey. <laughs> 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 there's a lot. There's a lot of factions on that side. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to try to remember all this. <laughs> You're not a bad guy. Different types of bad guys. Exactly. <laughs> some are bad, some are less bad. Exactly. Okay. So you head up. Yes. Uh, Tommy's going to um, wait a second and then just quite, quite quietly just me- meander his way up behind just to wait outside the door as soon as Rogar like gets up the top stair the ceiling seals ah oh well in Paul I'm interesting it was a 33 on my stuff let's try and break the wall (laughs) pull the wall the staircase literally dissolves below you Tommy and you drop to the ground you just hear Paul rumble no spying on the master I wasn't trying to spot on the master. Don't care what he says. I care what Rogar says. But fair enough, Paul. Calm down. <laughs> you know you're in my stomach. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. Quite, it's quite creepy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be deep inside you, Paul. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, anyway, so Rogar, you uh, get up into this. Um, higher room it's a very actually quite similar looking study except this one seems to be a bit more cluttered and haphazard there's a lot of drawings on the walls there's bits of paper everywhere this place you see is maybe where he comes to get inspiration and then just write down whatever crazy shit he's thinking this place is a little bit more private than maybe his slightly more presentable study where he met you okay right okay um so, <laughs> I just, I just, I have, I have, I take, I take issue with what you were saying down there, my, my good friend Oswald. I don't, having met Azrahim, I'm more than confident you don't just leave. So, you're gonna, you're gonna have to expand on this for me, my friend. And, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can, uh, Maybe I can help you in some way. Maybe I can uh, share some information that I have with yourself that maybe you don't know. For example, I do know a little bit more than I let on about the guy that I saw in my vision. Is that so? And um, not sure what you're holding back here, so have it make me a uh, persuasion or a deception. 
well, it's a pers I suppose it's persuasion because I do know a little bit more. But again, it's with disadvantage, so I'm going to lose. Uh, I rolled a natural, natural one. one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he does stare at you quite harshly again, and he goes, "It would be useful to know more about the one who contacted you, and I'm under no illusions that." If Azrahim gave me his full attention, he would eventually find me. I live with a slim line of hope that I am unimportant enough to not require active effort to search for. Perhaps a hundred, two hundred or so years ago, maybe I'd have been more key to their plans, but whatever they're doing right now, it seems I am a loose end that they are happy to let live in terror. I don't get... You're d trapping yourself up here in this little tower and, you know, with your little musings and whatnot. It's just, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not life, is it, man? You need, surely, surely you want to strut. You want to be out there affecting this world, you know, for the, for the greater good, for the, uh, for the good of the people, shall we say. I'll shoot him a wink and a uh, bit of a finger gun. <laughs> Do not mistake my recent kindness towards your little group for any sliver of care for the people out there. I am ultimately a selfish creature. If the Illuminated fail and they are destroyed, then yes, I will be able to leave this tower and live whatever life I choose. Perhaps I won't even leave. I have many things to study here, many things to learn still, even with my great age. You see, I can look along quite a long timeline. It's interesting to try to outlast another group of seemingly immortals. But maybe, just maybe, they'll make a misstep. They'll lose, they'll die, they'll be banished, who knows. And then I can live my life as I see fit. Call it a war of attrition. <laughs> Oh, you underestimate them seriously if you think there's any chance they'll fail, but nevertheless, I just thought, you know, maybe, may, I thought maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's a bit there, maybe, you know, maybe there's a, I don't know, a spark somewhere inside you that still hungers for, you know, the power, the same power that I seek, maybe, but I did promise you something, so... And again, maybe if I let you know a bit more, maybe you'll know who I'm actually talking about. Because I don't. But the, uh, well, let's say gentleman, I'm assuming is a gentleman, who I saw in my vision and who comes to me on a regular basis at this moment in time, at least since I came back from the Dreamlands. Which, if you haven't been, excellent place. So fun. But he comes to me and he's in... Well, I want to call it a full set of plate armor with a cape, some torn to shreds it would seem, uh, at least out, you know, towards the bottom. His hands, feet, clawed in a way, and carrying a sword as tall as him. And like I say, he's, uh, well, not, not, not exactly a pretty gentleman, shall we say. And I'll try and describe as best as I can the, uh, you know, the Nightmare Man. Mm -hmm. just to see if he has any idea who he might be. 
when you finish kind of your description, like going over the, his um, strange, almost like lipless face, that kind of pallid complexion he has, that almost looks like a walking corpse a little bit, but yeah. still very much alive. When you kind of go through all of that at the end, he goes, hmm. does he hurt you? Uh, yes. Hence why, you know, my comment earlier about seems to have far more power in the Dreamlands than I do. Interesting. Would you say you get the impression from him that even if you were doing what he said, even if you were following his orders to the letter, he'd still take the pleasure in hurting you just to show you that he could? Absolutely, because, uh, well, I assume because I'm not moving as fast as he would like. Then, if I were to guess, I would say the one who currently holds your leash is Melkarak. And uh, you have my pity. Oh, really? Why is that then? I mean, I've met, so I've met, you know, on this, I'll call it a journey. Uh, you know, I've met some, let's say, deviant people before. I've been to the Temple of Nahalihotep and got my way through there. I've taken the challenges. I've met the big man himself, but. Not too sure where this guy fits in. He seems uh, maybe a little taken aback at that, but seems to roll with it and nods a little and goes, Of all the illuminated, I would say that Melkarak most embodies their cruelty. Each one of them has their vices, their desires. No matter how far away from mortality they may now be, those things still linger, much like an undead that remembers parts of its past life. Azrahim is just as ambitious and driven as he was in life. Kemvik still likes to experiment on people, tear them apart and see what made them tick. Cisleen still wants to warp the world in her own twisted little image. But Melkarak in life, from what I have learned, was a cruel sadistic bastard who enjoyed torturing and tearing people apart simply because he wanted to because he was bored because they looked at him funny because he hated them for existing and i assure you that his transformation and his growth in strength will have made him no kinder master i have only had the pleasure of working with that creature once and I assure you, if I were to be killed by any of the Illuminated, I would hope it was not him. Azrahim would simply snuff me out without a thought. Verakin may turn me into some undead monstrosity. Melkarak will keep me alive for as long as he sees fit and make me suffer for every single day that I am. I don't know why they chose him to be your little master right now, Rogar. Why he's the one giving you your orders. But as I say, I pity you for that choice. Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. Uh, even Rogar's looking a little bit like shell-shocked almost at this, just because, you know, he's not laughing with his usual bluster and mm. insanity. Ooh, it's more nice. like a nervous tick of a laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's when Rogar gets just as weirded out as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So, <laughs> so, uh, well, to be fair, that's, well, most helpful and oddly in this situation, relatively worrying. But I suppose that leaves me with uh, two questions then. Don't suppose you could teleport me somewhere real quick. Why would I do that? Just, <laughs> how can I put it? Um, for your own amusement. Make me uh, persuasion on that one, boy. Oh, <laughs> but I can't persuade anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he made you do it. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to do that to me. Uh, I rolled a six. Hey, last of the big rollers, Bunko. I don't know. <laughs> Oswald shakes his head a little bit and goes, Do not mistake my conversational tone for meaning that I trust you. I have once stood where one where you now stand, and I would tell any lie, kill anyone I wanted to get exactly what I wanted, if that makes sense. So, whereas I may give your little friends a little bit more leeway and trust, you I view in a different light, and though I have been willing to help you, I am uncertain to where your future leads, more so than anyone else's. I won't send you anywhere, Rogar, but I will give you one piece of information, a bit of insight that may come in handy. You claim that Milkarak has power over you in the dream, yes? Well, he... At least in one occasion, sunk me below the ground and had something feel like it was eating my feet mm. and no matter how much i tried bear in mind having been through the dreamlands as i said gone through all the tests in the pyramid of the great one and indeed met him i wouldn't say i was a pro but i can hold my own in there and there was nothing i could do from what i remember of my own studies of the dreamlands that would make sense. For Melkarak's particular specialty was in illusory magic. In the material plane, he is an absolute master of bending this world to his whims and making it look however he wishes. I would theorize that within the dream, when he does that, it becomes real. So... Ooh. Okay. So... So if something were to happen in the dreamlands, it would happen out here too? My understanding is that those who walk the dreamlands are connected to their mortal bodies. You can cause damage to that mental picture of the person, and it can transfer back. And, well, unfortunately for you, that would mean that if Melkarak wishes you serious harm, he could inflict it, and he would never have to be anywhere near you to do so. Hmm. Okay. Well, I suppose I'll, uh, I'll leave you with the part in four, I guess. In that, you know, if you want to stay hidden, and you want to stay away from these people, that's entirely up to you. But I would suggest not interacting with somebody like me again. Because it would appear, whatever you did, won't stop him. That's quite possibly true. 
And yes, perhaps this will be the last risk I ever take. I hope that it ends up being worth it. And you watch as the staircase reappears behind you and the floor opens up again. Um, I'm going to offer to shake his hand. Not that I imagine he will take it, but I'll proffer it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, which hand, dude? (laughs) He does just walk past you and sort of nods and heads back downstairs. He gave you a nod. Yeah, to be fair, if I'm holding my hand out to try and shake his hand, it's probably like above his head anyway. True. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll follow him back down the stairs. Okay. I take it we're done here. Well, I mean, I want to get out of here because I know where somewhere I need to be. Um, which also happens to be close to where Tommy wants to be. So, you know, we have somewhere to go. But it's, well, what do we do about Solara? We've got, we've, got, we've got a couple of places we want to go. Yeah. Um, not, not least of which was to go and find our castle. Uh, well, it's on the way to where we're going. <laughs> exactly. Might be a nice place to stuff off base operations and that. But um, I, I had one more question for him, which I'm, which, which Tommy's going to ask um, once everybody's back down again. Actually, no, he's, he's obviously going to ask Rogar what they talked about, because Rogar promised to tell us. Um, <laughs> so you can you can decide how much of that you're actually going to tell us. Um, I'm to be fair, I'm just going to mention the name Malkarak and see the blank look on both your faces and just kind of hang my head like <sighs> it'll all come to light. Is that the guy that, um, this nightmare man you've been wanging on about that, um, tried to attack, uh, our friend Oswald here? I never mentioned that. Well, Oswald did, though, didn't he? That he got attacked. Um, Oswald mentioned he got attacked. So you wouldn't know about the nightmare man, but you would know that Oswald got attacked by something. Okay. So he's either one that tried to attack Oswald, then? Uh, possibly. Right. That's who we think it is. Okay. Well, you probably could have had that conversation in front of us then. Well, Unless there were other things you are were chatting about. And I kind of give you a slightly pointed look, but um, I know I'm not going to get anything more. So um, I'm going to turn to um, Twaswald, and I've sobered up a little bit now. Um, I've, I've put put down my um, my drink me glass. Um, mm. And just want to ask him. So you mentioned you work for these uh, Illuminated. Now... I have a feeling that our paths are going to co- cross at some point. What I really want to know is they've obviously got devils, demons, incredibly powerful people on their side. But you've got this deal where you can't die, at least naturally. Can we kill them? And if we can, how would we go about it? I do not know for certain. I would say the weaker ones of them. Perhaps death is not impossible for them. It is quite difficult to kill a wizard who is well prepared. There are many spells that both extend your life, transfer your life, change what you are and keep you alive even after everyone thinks you're dead. There are spells such as clone or turning yourself into a lich with a phylactery. There are many ways, and I would not put any of them past any of the Illuminated. Those that's hard to describe it. Those that are further from Azrahim and whatever madness they worship, perhaps sheerly hunting them down and outsmarting them, outfighting them, 
and strategizing them with heavy cost, perhaps you could win. The ones closest to Azrahim? Thardren, Grinkar, Sislin, and Berakin? I don't know whether they can die. I don't know what terrible things they've done to ensure that they can't. Perhaps they could be banished, cast out of the realm somehow. It is beyond my knowledge. I was never close enough to them to learn a useful weakness, I'm afraid. As for Azrahim himself, anyone who has met the man knows that his dream, his goal, his shining ambition was to achieve godhood. Even gods can be defeated. It has happened time and time again in our world. Gods rise to power and prominence and then they fall and are cast out as husks upon the astral sea. If Azrahim were able to achieve godhood, it is still possible to end him in one fashion or another. The difficulty would be extraordinary. I'm afraid I've never killed a god, greater or otherwise. (laughs) And I suppose above everything else, what would worry me is the creature that they work for, worship, whatever their relationship is with it. A brief interaction with it allowed me to live this life that I have lived and will continue to live. I have no idea what it's done for them. All right, well, that was um, illuminating. Ha. Yeah, but, well... Do you know uh, what the creature was? Does it have a name? I know you said it was madness and chaos incarnate, but... Surely it has a name. Someone must have given it a name. Oh, I think you'll find it has many names and takes many shapes and forms. Such as? Well, I believe in this realm it is most often referred to as the Whispering Man. But that's just one face of thousands. Uh, Tommy's going to look at Rogar when that's said. What, the Whispering Man? Yeah. Because I don't think he's explicitly ever said that, has he? Um, I mean, Oswald. Oswald hasn't, but he will say, as a follow-up to that, I do not know what that creature's goals are. All I know is that looking upon it, well, I lost a sense of myself, and it was enough to make me back away. There are many gods in this world that people choose to worship. For some people, your own worship of Kalembor, Sophia, would be aberrant. Some believe that necromancy in the returning of life is a positive for this world and that your attempts to snuff it out are monstrous (laughs) others would say that worshipping Bane or any of the other classically evil deities as they would put it is abhorrent I've never really chosen sides in that sense everyone everyone who seems to fall into these religions has their own take on what the other side is doing And there is a degree of harmony between them in their own (laughs) bloody and warlike way. Cycles that turn around and such. I cannot exactly put my finger on what the mind of such an entity that the Illuminated may worship wants. And perhaps what they are doing is its will or is not its will. I could not tell how much it cared for them or them for it, other than an exchange of power. I think perspective puts a lot into it, but unfortunately I am not gifted with what goes through Azrahim's mind. It is a complicated scenario that's 
I imagine it will make trust between you all difficult, but I would not leap to conclusions, is all I would say. Gods are strange creatures, even the mortal ones that I'm familiar with. Uh, Any? Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. two questions. If it came to it, and we had a way of defeating them, would you come out and fight? He thinks about that for a long time, and eventually looks at you, Sophia, and goes, if you could, if you could guarantee that you had some way to stop Azrahim, to kill him, to banish him, to strip him of his power, I don't know. If you had some foolproof way to do it, perhaps I could be convinced. But I move as the future moves, and right now my sight is blind. Perhaps when you have done what needs to be done about this war, I will be able to see further. But until then, I cannot make any promises. As far as I know, my sight ends there, not through any fault of my reading, but simply because I perish. The future is difficult to perceive, even for myself. So, is that your aid to us? Your visions? Your warning? Is, or is there more that you can do? I know, I know you've helped us already. You've cured us and we are grateful. And you've pointed us in the right direction. We need to find the Fae that cursed Zalara. Is there more? I'm sorry to ask this, but you make it sound impossible. I think that's because what you want to do is impossible. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Tommy, can we snuff him? Well, I don't think I don't think anything's impossible nowadays. As you say, people have killed gods before. And taken down um, other realms. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other planes, in fact. Indeed. People... Less powerful than we are now have taken down other planes. So, I wouldn't say anything's impossible now. But I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park either. It sounds like you might not even be on board, Rogar. I'm both for what? If we wanted to take down the Illuminated. Nothing to do with me. Say, you got, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is all about we'll help each other out as much as we can you know it's it it's working we'll see where we end up you know i take it day by day as do we all right well do you have any more questions sophia uh just the plea for aid that was my last hurrah well it's not a not, it's not a no is it it's a um very very caveated maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> In which case, uh, if you have no other parting advice, Gift. gifts, then <laughs> I feel like we might we might be on our way. Gather our um our refugees, head to our castle, and the castle that was in your vision, Tommy. Is it the same castle? We don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, head to the castle and um, kill some just, giants. Apparently, yeah. Probably. Make our way that way. I get a vampire. It's all good. <laughs> well, maybe you are one. Ooh. All right, ball spawn. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, hey, Oswald, is he a ball spawn? I don't know. 
Are you a ball spawn? He is definitely a ball spawn. It's not even a question anymore, is it? I don't think so, but um, I'm, I'm, at some point I might go and see if I can find my dad and shoot him. But... <laughs> Says the man who's wing walking around with a, with a ceremonial dagger of ball. Come uh, on. So, I have, I have one <laughs> enemy in this world who's just a massive knob to me for no reason. And he's a fucking Barkspawn, so maybe he's just fucking with me. Which is entirely possible, seeing he's been fucking with me since day one. They do, have, like, a habit to kill, they do have a habit to kill each other, you know? Hmm. Well, if he wanted to kill me, he's had a few chances now. He had a few chances when I was a lot weaker than I am. So, he, he hasn't killed me yet, he's just fucked with me. Routinely. <laughs> and annoyingly. So, I have a, a Barkspawn who either is just a dick... Or maybe he fancies me, but he's always around, always niggling at me. So who knows? Maybe. But I feel like perhaps I'd be more than I am if I was just a bloke with a gun. Anyway, enough about me. I think it's time that we left. Yeah. Providing you're going to let us go, of course. Uh, at that, Oswald will look over at Solara and just go, I'm sure a lot of what's just happened to you is exceptionally confusing, but if you want one person's opinion, I think you should go with these three. They hopefully have given you some reassurance that they know you, and I can add my own voice to that. You were a good friend of theirs, and in fact more. They will help you regain what you've lost, I believe. And Solara sort of looks him a little bit, because she doesn't really know this guy either, and knows nothing. But she does seem a little reassured by that, and then looks at your group as, Um, I... I guess if you guys will have me tag along, um, I'll come out as well. So fucking lootly, Solara. Glad to have you, and I want, I'll, I'll step up, wander over, and stick my hand out for her to shake it. She uh, shakes your hand, kind of tentatively, but uh, does so. Yeah, and I could give, give her a winning Tommy smile, um, <laughs> and um, and say, "You might want to uh, another word with Sophia later on." And I give her a little wink. Fuck off! Undefined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Facebook status complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, I, I suppose I, I might. I might. Are, are we actually walking out the door yet? Well, if you're all ready to go, will we must. Um, we you. must gather our party to venture forth. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if he'll teleport us to where we where we actually need to go. Not that I even know if he can use teleportation, but he probably can. Um, where do you need to go? Well, if to actually, village. to be fair. He spilt, spent both most of his spell slots uh, curing you guys. Eh, isn't like you that much. He'll just say, well, goodbye. And you're suddenly outside, 500 yards away from his uh, tower. See? See? I knew he'd teleport us somewhere. Well, it might just be the way out. I mean, it's kind of how we got him, wasn't it? By running back, walking backwards here. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you um, all just stood around at the tree line again. But, <laughs> the yeah. distance. See, told you, wizards always compensating for something. As I take one look at his tower. <laughs> He's a halfling. Leave him alone. It's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> he did get rather short of us there, didn't he, at one point? Yeah. <sighs> so, um, I suppose <laughs> as, we, as we head into the woods, um, I assume we're going into the woods. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to head back towards... Um, our refugees. Yeah, where we left the refugees and, our, and, and that camp. Gather everyone together in the in the carts, and we can make a, a bit of a quicker pace in the um, in the carts than we could on foot, and then head toward head everything towards our um, our estate, and from there onwards. Uh, let's find let's let's have a look at our castle because I'm interested. Okay, so you're heading towards Millshire essentially. You kind of yeah. bypassing Bloodholm, going straight there to gather up the refugees. Could could we could we not just send like a pigeon to do that? Do we have a pigeon? Sophia, catch a pigeon. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. You can't just tie notes to birds. <laughs> just flies off over the sea. Oh. <laughs> it has Not to be a specific. Dastardly, where I'm trying to catch a fucking pigeon, dude. <laughs> For all Rogar knows about pigeons, you you could just catch a pigeon and say, "Go fly to there," and it'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if if any of us had a familiar, that would be a great idea. Um, you, I suppose you could you could call Dwayne and send. Could, it. <laughs> could, I, could, could I actually send Dwayne? I mean, I think I think Guard Captain Emmerich might kill him, but um, I guess you, you you can technically see through his eyes, can't you? Um, I, yeah, I guess in a roundabout fashion, we we could we could like um, we could just tie a note to him or something. And then, like, in his mouth, and then he could just drop it. <laughs> Don't uh, kill the bat. Call I mean, quickly, how, if, if, we, yeah, if we were heading to... Um, I mean, we, where, would, where would we meet them? Because we don't really know our way. Uh, I mean, if we if we were to head straight there, how long would it take us, roughly? Well, to Milshire. To yeah. Milshire or the fortress? Uh, Milshire. Milshire, if you're going, like, fast, if you're, like, running through the uh, woods, going directly and avoiding Bloodhome... It take you a little bit under two days, and is is it roughly in the right direction towards the? No, it's backwards, isn't it? Uh, it's essentially you'd be going east, and if you want to get to your fortress, it's more north and northwesterly. So it's, so it's like, um, yeah. So if you imagine on the west, you've got the tower where you are now. Yeah. And then a little bit to the east, you've got Bloodhome, and then yep. further east, you've got Millshire, and then if you draw a triangle going north, that's more where your fortress is. So it's, it's, it's slightly in the wrong direction. Yeah. they. I mean, if you sent a message to them, they do have all the carriages and horses and everything. They could meet you somewhere if you wanted. Uh, whatever you find easiest. Yeah, do we do we know of anywhere, like a decent stopping point where we might convene, reconvene with them? Because they're going to be moving quicker than we are. Bloodhome. No. No, Bloodhome's back the wrong way, Uncle. Well, Bloodhome's in the middle of where yeah. you are. Nah, like back if the... you don't go north, it's in the back, back, back the wrong way. I think we go straight, go north. Is there anywhere on that way? I mean, you can go north until the end of the tree line. So essentially, the forest, like as far as you guys know from a geographical perspective, from what Emric would have told you about the area, you guys are in, would be in forest for a few more days going north, and then you would leave the forest, and then that's starting you through the plains up towards the more mountainous regions in the far north. Okay. So Plain. you could send them a message and say, meters at the tree line in the north. Like, meters when the trees end kind of thing. And they'll set up camp there. To be fair, why don't I just jump on Humphrey, and, or even Dwayne, and 
I can move like 120 feet at a time, be... whereas you guys can move like 60. So I can get there, get everybody, and come and meet you. So you would get there in like half the time, flying yeah, and wing. Yeah, it'll be a day. Um, yeah, and then and then, but then we can meet up at the point at the end at the end of the trees. It's more. It's more. Uh, uh, maybe Dwayne, because if you if you used Humphrey, your last time you used him, you got shot at and nearly killed by yeah. something in the. Well, potentially can be nearly killed by something in the trees. Doesn't seem like a smart move to go back that way. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll cast I'll cast my spell and get Dwayne. Yeah, uh, I think I think still send send him a message is probably the that's the more sensible option. Mm. I think. Yeah. I just think. I just think. But then you see, if Dwayne does get shot down, then. Okay, I suppose I might know, but then we've wasted the time. So this way, even if he does, I'm still, I, I'm still there. So the message is still going to get there, because I, because I've got, I mean, I've got spell slots to burn at this moment, moment in time as well. Uh, I think, I think if you, if we send, if we send the message, because, because then if if Dwayne does get shot down, I don't think he's likely to get shot down if you're not on his back. I think the guy's after you. I don't think he cares about Dwayne. Mm, I don't know. It seemed more like he was. Trying to hunt animals down, but I don't know. Should we? Should we just? Should we just cut to the chase and say that 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 although neither of us know, it seems like Rogar is is keen to go back via Bloodhome, and we're keen to not make him go back via Bloodhome. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. just. Can I? Can I throw that out there? But it's very difficult because we both know there's a reason <laughs> why Rogar might want to go to Bloodhome, and why we don't want him to go there, and why he wants to go there. I would say this. Let's let's let's. No, just just oh. to be fair, because I'm not I'm not better gaming. I have I was not going to go via Bloodhome because that would be totally out of character for this moment in time. I will go straight to Millshire. Pinky promise. Well, <laughs> yeah, because what reason do I have to go back? Because I don't because I know what you guys are thinking because of the end. Yeah, of, of course. Because of the end of episode 100, but Rogar doesn't know that. So why do why do you want to go back rather than just sending? Because I just think, because uh, genuinely, I think it's the better plan. <laughs> I genuinely think that if they have, that means they have some backup. That means that we don't waste time if he does get shot down. And you guys, uh, I mean, I can only, you guys, there's four of you guys. So you, so you know. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. You'll be, f- you'll be fine. And yeah. you know, Rogar has gone on on his own before so in his head he'll be fine he's up in the air anyway so i just think that's the best that's the smart that's move the plan that he would yeah that's the smart move that he would make as a former general in the dragonborn army not that he's a dragonborn anymore yeah Gen- genuinely that's what right. i'm trying to do well as long as you probably say just so you're all still aware just because this may slip your mind at this point it's been a while you know that there are gnolls and giants and other things roaming around right now. You don't know where they are. You know where their camp is, for the gnolls at least. But there is a baseline level of danger in these woods right now. I'm up out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and then you'll, you'll guide them. Or as long as you promise not to sacrifice any of the civilians or eat any of them on the way, then um, makes seems to make sense. It wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> Plus, when I don't. I, <laughs> when's the last time I ate? Mm. Well, every time Eclipse kills somebody. It was a while ago now. Probably not. He's got, he's got, he's got a bag for the tail meat, though. Yeah. That's true. 
That is yeah. very true. So, I mean, the, 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 the guy was entirely a tail, so there's a lot of meat. At a hundred pounds of slowly rotting meat in your bag, and it gets better and with every more, day. Exactly. The more <laughs> rotten it is, the better it is. <laughs> or I've got, is I've got it like... Arms, I've got I've got something that tastes like salad. I, lo- I love the fact. Alien. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I mean, okay, that's that's fine. That makes sense. Um, okay. Uh, does that make sense to you, Sophia? You any issues with that? Fine. I'm just still pondering whether or not the bag of holding acts as a vacuum, or if air gets to it and the food does disintegrate. <laughs> Ah, the, uh, the science of D&D. <laughs> it's one hell of a question. <laughs> I can confirm that there is no air in a bag of holding. Ah, see? So it's fresh meat? No, because it would still deteriorate, I guess, over time. Like, every time you open and bring some out, I suppose. But while it's in there and closed, there's no air. So it depends mm. if there's anything that can survive for short periods of time without oxygen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So we couldn't put someone in a bag of holding and then get yeah, back out again. They would die. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No smuggling people in bags of holding. Depends how long they can hold their breath. If they've got a high constitution, it's a little while, but... Uh... <laughs> Good to uh, know. I love the first time we got it, we were really worried it was going to be like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> if we empty it out, but we, we destroy the world. We should, we should have bagged Oswald. That's what we should have done. <laughs> just run up, oh, just run up, bag him, and just, and just, <laughs> just, just see what happens. <laughs> I think his house would have killed us. But I tell you what, if we ever get like a like a halfling that's like opposing us or pissing us off, then that's definitely an option. I'm just gonna bag a kid when I get there. <laughs> just see what happens. Just see what happens. I'm just gonna bag one. You go off on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could put him in a vacuum forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is 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 natural causes cutting off someone air, someone's air supply? Yes. Look, I don't know if need, it is. We're gonna, we're gonna need a scarecrow when we get to the castle. Yeah, so I'm gonna bag a kid. <laughs> I, I just I just, just want to clarify with Flo that that that, she, that natural causes is cutting off someone's airway because I'm pretty sure the court <laughs> wouldn't rule that way. Stick <laughs> 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 bag over his head and held it till it cuts <laughs> airway off. So that's natural causes, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, is that not how science works? <laughs> I don't know. You've got a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> on, that Ro- on that note, Rogar is flying off to uh, meet up with Emric and the refugees at Millshire. Yep. And Tommy, and Sophia, and Jeff. Yeah, Jeffrey's there too. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Sophia, Solara, and our four are going to head north and essentially reconvene at the end of the trees. Yeah. Effectively, I mean, obviously, we, we might not come out exactly the same place, but um, but Rogar mm. could obviously just do a quick recce and be able to spot us probably from the air quite easily. Yeah, yeah. so makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, we'll give so... him a sending stone. Oh, good shout! I was gonna say, I thought we already had one each, but oh, we don't have one this... each. We, we've only got two, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I meant party wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So as Rogar sets off and you guys decide to brave the woods in a slightly smaller group. 
why does this feel like a really bad idea now the way Cookson said <laughs> yeah. that? Uh, oh well, at least we've got Solara back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's where we're going to end the episode with you guys getting prepared for what comes next in the cold and frozen north of the world. Joy. Yeah. The north never really warm. Why does that have to be frozen? Why because can't it be it like frozen? Physics. <laughs> I mean, we could be near the equator and be going further towards the equator. I know. I just looked at the map. We're not near the equator, but it'd be nice <laughs> if I could get a tan. We'll get snow tans instead. We'll get, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. When the, when the, when the sun, sunlight reflects off all the snow and gives you a nice tan on the bits that are exposed. <laughs> the bits that are exposed <laughs> makes it sound rude. <laughs> you can expose yourself in the frigid north if you like, but I'm not going. <laughs> well, you got your girlfriend back, so you might. Stop calling us that. <laughs> hey, and well, I mean, you need a plan to try to get her memories back. I don't know uh, how you're going to do that. <laughs> I'm not making a deal with the devils. I was about to say, you got to make a deal with the devil. No. Not yet. Well, it's up to her if she wants that, but no. (laughs) It's a deal to make. See see where deals have got us so far? Yeah, Rogar likes to make a deal. He tried to do that with Oswald, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I did. (laughs) The the art of the deal with Rogar. (laughs) Do you think he's, like, like read a book and now he just wants a deal or no deal? Uh, <laughs> it's more thinking Rogar's real deals, but <laughs> Rogar's real deals. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. Um, for those of you who are not on our Patreon, we are actually have started to put up some additional content up there. Just some uh, fun things. So recently, we recorded a uh, Rogar reacts to episode one hundred since he didn't get to see the end of it. So our uh, Patreon members get to listen to that and uh, just see how he uh, felt at the end of episode 100, which was devastating. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you can imagine it, but it's something else to hear it in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll do some more uh, Patreon content like that. Obviously, not the main show, but hey, it's uh, food for thought. But if you want to sign up, we are on uh, patreon.com slash gtmp. We also are available on Twitter to chat to. I am there as at no, and my players are there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it. We are also on Facebook, and we have a WordPress website with details and more and stuff like that. And I will turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, uh, survivors, <laughs> providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Social distancing is advised. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't. But on to um, Tommy's next um, weapon in his um, his book of things that can kill you. Um, yeah, so uh, next up is an interesting weapon. So I don't really use pole arms very much, but there's a, well, there's a fuckload of them. They've all got fancy names and stuff. Um, this one's the uh, Faux Shard, it's called. It's basically like a big billock. 
big farming implement. Um, kind of like, how I say it really, like a like a cleaver on the end of a big pole. Uh, it's quite a nice, nifty little weapon. It's one you can um, you can swing around from a distance, so you can keep yourself nice and safe while you um, hack away at people a good, you know, six feet away. But the nice thing about it, it's got a nasty little hook on the end. So if you're ever up against like a like a Templar or a Paladin, some big bugger on a horse that's um, trying to kill you, you know, he's covered in armour. He's got all this fancy, you know, it's probably a symbol of his god or whatever bollocks on his chest. And um, armour, you see, he's got these nice little gaps so he can move around properly. You get the get a little hook around one of them gaps and just yank, put him straight off his horse. Now a great big heavy bugger's on his back. So you've got a nice little pointy bit. Stab that in the ghoulies. Yeah, armpit, wherever you want. Straight through the art. Kill the big bugger. He spent like, you know, 100 grand on his nice suit of armour. And what's it done for him? Fuck all. Hm. Love these kind of weapons. And as usual, I have a joke for you all. So, what do you call the unfair advantage undead have in a necropolis? What do you call it? White privilege. God. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> That was really bad. Every single time, and yet you still ask me to do them. So I don't know what I don't know what you want from me. Ah, uh, you never do, love. <laughs> Today is being brought to you by the letter C for cloakers, which are intelligent creatures that dwell underground and resemble large flying manta rays when active. At rest, they look like black cloaks. Hence their name. Cookson, you've ever come across them? Yeah, if I remember correctly, they can do this thing where they wrap around you and try to like suffocate you. It's uh, pretty cool. That reminds me of a film where it just pretty like goes cool. on your face and it just starts probably like alien or something stupid. Yeah, it's like, like a face hugger but for your whole body. Yeah, even better. Mm. I, I don't. Let's not go underground. Oh, underground has lots of fun things. You guys should go. Rogar's uh, <laughs> been. <laughs> <laughs> no more party caves. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. Ah, uh, remember the simple days with your hunted kobolds. Yeah, those were good times. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. I'm Emily. I'm Erica. And we're your new best friends, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice <laughs> replied. Mm-hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. <laughs> Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.